How does one go from the grips of addiction when seemingly all hope has vanished to a thriving entrepreneur and leader empowering women? That sounds like a story. Stay with me as I dive deep into Erin Fitzpatrick's story about how she overcame the most hopeless state that anybody can be in. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome, everyone. This is Austin. This is Flashpoint Friday. It's also Good Friday. It's Easter weekend. It's, it's a time of uh, resurrection. It's a time of new beginnings. It's a time of cleansing. It's, it's a time for a lot of things. That's why I'm excited for today's guest. How does one go from addiction to successful entrepreneur and empowerment coach? Well, therein lies the story. So settle in for this. And let me and help me welcome Erin Fitzpatrick to Flashpoint Friday. Hi, hi everyone. Erin, I'm so glad to have you with me today. How are you feeling today on this on this Good Friday? I'm very excited. I'm very grateful to be here. Um, I love Easter. I love the holiday, and I'm excited to spend it with my family. So, it's a beautiful, beautiful weekend ahead. Erin, you have quite a story. And I know you're you're impacting people all over right now as you come out and tell your story because it's really an incredible story. I've had some early feedback on the book that that you know the book that you were which we'll talk about, and the feedback that I'm getting is just amazing, Aaron, um, about what you've been able to overcome. So I, I I'm grateful that you're here today, and I, I'm trusting that this interview is going to serve a lot of people. Um, are you are you ready to kind of dive into this and share your story here to the world? Yeah, definitely. I am. I'm ready. So let's let's talk about you. you uh, a lot has happened to get you you here, mm-hmm. and I, I think today's topic is going to really hit home for a lot of people because this is and you know it's it's a topic that can kind of be hidden or brushed under the rug for a lot of people. But we're going to bring it out today because we want to help people. So let's go back a little bit and welcome Mandy. Welcome to the show. Let's go back a little bit and talk about this, this incredible journey that got you here. And, and I want to set this up real quick. I, I want to set this up because I'm going to, I'm going to grab a, uh, a line from the book where you said, I, I wouldn't wish my story on anyone, but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. It's, it's my gift to the world. I thought that was so beautiful. So, so let's go back a little bit and maybe we can start from where this all happened. Absolutely. Um, it's definitely been a long journey, uh, but it is something I can now look back and I'm really grateful for. It's made me the woman that I am today. Um, it's made me as ambitious and um, compassionate as I am today. Um, if you would have met me, um, I'm twenty. I'm 29 now, but if you met me when I was 20, 21, most people would imagine that I would be dead by now. Um, From the ages of 15 to 21, I was a heavy drug user that landed me in jails, rehab centers, um, homeless, and bouncing all over the place, you know, not really having any sense of direction. Um, And I was slowly killing myself. Um, I had a great family growing up who supported everything I did. So I can't really, you know, say that My addiction started somewhere um, with trauma, um, which I think is a misconception because I don't believe that you necessarily have to have any trauma in your past to to become an addict, um, which you do hear quite often. But I I never really kind of, I always felt like I didn't really fit in 
uh, for whatever reason. So in my teens, I started to hang out with the quote, you know, quote unquote, bad crowd and started smoking weed and it just snowballed from there. So um, I tried about every drug under the sun, but um, opiates was really my my go to. Um, and, you you know, unfortunately, in this uh, this day and age, you hear um, especially around the major cities and in South Jersey where we are, it's a very, probably about 50% of my graduating class um, actually became addicted to drug to drugs. It, it was a you know a huge epidemic, um, and it's still something that's you know battling today. So I really hope that I can spread some um, you know love and encouragement to the people and the families that are struggling at this time. Um, you know, when I first got clean, when I was when I was 21, it was, I still carried a lot of the same behaviors with me to, to get where I am today. So a lot of the same like negative self-talk, I still had no, I still had a lot of self-loathing and shame and guilt. And I carried that over um, with me after I got clean for a number of years. And that's just, you know, I realized that's not how I wanted to live my life. I wasn't happy. I wasn't miserable. I didn't get clean to live a miserable life. I wanted fulfillment. I wanted something more. I wanted to do something with myself. And it definitely wasn't an easy journey. Um, surrounding myself with people who could really help lift me up. Um, diving into, you know, my spirituality and um, different self-help books and uh, yoga, meditation, anything that I could kind of grasp and get my hands on. I tried and see what worked for me. And it was a process of, of learning and, you know, trial and error. And I would go back up and I would fall back down, you know, mentally and emotionally. So it's, it's a process to go through. But the, the, the point is, don't give up. Keep trying. Keep reaching out and see what works for you. Um, and it absolutely is possible to, to better your life and to feel fulfilled. Um, once that seed was planted and I found what you know, what worked for me and I kept working at it. Um, I just wanted to keep leveling up every step that I could. And my passion has always been my dogs and my animals. And um, I was yeah. talented at, you know, when I was, when I was a teen, I was um, in competitive grooming and I was known for my grooming skills nationally as a teen before I kind of started going downhill. So um, that my dogs were the one thing that was kind of the light in my life during this dark time. And when I started to discover myself, I turned back to it and really grasped onto it and um, decided to open up my salon. And um, now that I have been, you know, very successful with my business, I, I did major in social work at some point. I've always wanted to reach back and help other people who, who struggled with the things that I've been because I know how important it is to have that support and, um, you know, to have people who understand what you're going through around you. So that's what led me, that was what led me to becoming a woman's empowerment coach. So I get to do two things that I absolutely love, which is working with people and working with animals today. And yeah, I'm so grateful. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that, you know, when someone says, because in, in the video, we, I took a clip from the summit that we had, the Flashpoint Summit, which you were a part of, and you had some great words to say, but a lot of times you, you hear the words that someone says, but it's who says it. Because in that video, you said you want to give people hope. You want them to know that no matter how dark it is, it's not the end. 
And the words sound great, but, but the fact that you're saying them and you've been there, you, you've been at the, at the lowest point that, that anyone could go to and got to see you now. I mean, even, even Mandy saying like, wow, it's hard to believe. Like you look at you now, you, you would never imagine that, that that's even possible. Like that you could have been there and that you, and not only that, and then you're able to turn that around. I mean, it's, it's a mirror. Do you ever like stop and think about like, have you ever heard, or maybe through the contrast of a classmate's story of where you've seen, you've heard the stories of people that didn't turn it around and it didn't go that way. I mean, do you ever stop? I mean, that's just such an incredible gift. I mean, you must wake up certain days and just be like, so grateful to be alive and, and to have this life that you've built. Absolutely. You know, and I, I lost a lot of friends, a lot of people that I know. Um, and I know I am one of the lucky ones. I don't know. You know, I, I, there's many times where I really shouldn't have made it. Um, and that is something I do hear quite often is like, you look at me now and you would never imagine where I've been. And yeah, I can show you pictures and of not even my worst. And it's like, I was at the lowest of the low of the low. Like I was, you know, living on the streets and abandoned buildings in Overtown, Miami. Um, it's so, it's the, the journey part of this. So this kind of goes into the fact of like how I got to sharing my story for years. I was so filled with shame um, and embarrassment that I would hide it. And I think part of what has pushed me to become, you know, um, an entrepreneur and the best version of myself that I can be is almost the fact that I want to be as far away from the and you know from where I was and that you know that so I was you know I'd wanted to hide it from everybody if you didn't know me back then my you know my best friends recently they wouldn't even know um anything about my past so the journey I always knew that my story was for a reason and it was just me finding the courage to come out with the story because I know how much it could help serve people who are struggling. And I, and I know that is what my life, you know, my purpose is for, like I had said in the book, like my story is not my own. It's for everybody. It's everybody's story to learn from. And coming to that point where I really, you know, was ready to, to tell my story so I can help other people um, was one of the greatest challenges that I've ever faced, but it's one of the most beautiful transformations that I've, uh, that I've ever overcome too. Um, it's just the greatest weight off my shoulder and hearing from other people who can relate to my story and the families um, and that, you know, that, that outreach has been absolutely beautiful. And that just validates exactly why, you know, I went through what I went through and why I'm doing what I'm doing to help other people. Yeah. You, you really are doing it. And I just want to give a shout out to the audience listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, please share this because there's a lot of people. And this this is not just about addiction, but addiction's a part of the story. And there's a lot of people, and I know personally have, have gone through this, and I've worked with people, and I've had uh, friends. This is not going away. And Aaron's message needs to be spread, that there is hope. Someone could see this that could make a difference. And the other thing, Aaron, that I, I really want to highlight this because I think a lot of parents can put so much pressure on themselves and they can feel like they're to blame. And I, I think it's important 
that you said you didn't have any trauma. You had good parents. You, you grew up in a good home. So what would you say to the parents out there that maybe they're in the middle of this and they're blaming themselves and they don't know what to do and they don't know where to go? Like, what would you say to the parents out there that might be dealing with something like this with their child? Yeah, I, um, you know, my mom has asked me over and over what could she have done differently and tells me if she would have changed, you know, hey, could if she could have handcuffed me to the bed, she would have. There was absolutely no controlling me. Um, they were great parents. They didn't do anything wrong. And that's the, the thing that almost scares me is like when I become a parent, I don't know what I would have done differently. I, and, you know, I, if I don't even know myself, how can, how can anybody know? Um, so it's, it's not your fault. Just do the best that you can. Listen to the experts. One of the best things that my parents did for me, and at the time I hated them for it, was cut me off. And, you know, it, you, you can support somebody without enabling them. And the person might be angry and not see it at the time. But everybody has their own journey. And even though it's hard because you're scared for their safety, it could be the thing that saved them ultimately. Yeah. So you cannot control anybody else's yeah. actions. Yeah. Yeah. So give some earn, earn some love here. Uh, let, let's let us know you're watching. I mean, and especially for the parents out there, I think this is really important because I would say that a lot of love and a lot of prayers were sent your way. And, you know, and the thing is here, here's the beautiful gift is that, how many lives are you going to impact? Like your, your mom's in this journey with you, your family, how many lives are you going to impact because you made it like you're here. That means, you know, there's a purpose for you and you're, you're doing it and you're coming on here. You know, you were, you got your book there. So we got the book, the flashpoint, your turnaround story. Aaron's story is in this book that we just completed and there's a reason for it, for it all. So Aaron, I congratulate you. Um, we got some folks on here. I I, uh, I relate so much to this, Erin. Uh, Anilda's on. I don't know if you've met Anilda yet. You'll have to meet her. She's amazing. And if, if you're listening to this, let give us some hearts. Uh, share share this because I know people are are especially now with with the pandemic we've gone through. How many people have accelerated into the bad behavior or you know going deeper down down the uh, tunnel? So I, I really want to highlight because. Your story, I'd, I'd like to highlight maybe uh, a moment, you know, uh, going back where there was a moment when I call it a visceral moment where you you were like you knew things had to change because there's there's this while you're in that journey, you're going in that direction. There's probably this feeling that you have that this isn't right, but I'm just like I'm doing it anyway. But then there's a, a moment. Uh, and, and your turnaround, I think, you, you know, you talked about getting clean, but that, that's not recovery or two separate things. So and then I also and then I also want to talk about like the amazing work that you're doing today. Like, let's get it. I want to get into that future. But let, let, is there a moment that you can remember where you, you just said, oh, my God, like, I got to change this? You know, for, for getting me getting clean, I think it was a lead up and a progression of things. But I know for me, the last what like shell that I shed to come into my new life, I think is breaking up with my six year relationship. Um, 
I, I was so codependent and I met him when I was using and he was dealing at the time. And, you know, it was just a very toxic relationship. We did help each other grow, but it was very toxic. And I know after that is when I just really blossomed. And the point where we broke up, I was like, I'm done. I didn't cry. I was ready to move on. I knew this is what I needed to do for my personal growth. Um, and that was me leaving the last of my old self behind so I can create this new life. Um, and that was, that was really my flashpoint from my old self into my new self. I see. It's a progression. So you kind of like, we're going through this progression of almost like an awakening or a real, a, a slow realization. And you, yeah. you, you kind of shed this last shell and you said, you know, that's it. Uh, I'm, I'm going in the other direction. Uh, and things started to turn around for you. Exactly. Now, do you, do you remember like when you started that journey? Uh, was there a moment when you realized like, like that that's an old chapter now? It's not a part of me anymore. Like it's or it's not not that it's not a part of me, but that chapter's closed. I'm in a new chapter. I'm reinventing. I'm re I'm recreating. I think I knew. I start. I. That's a tough question. Good. I don't, yeah. You know, I think. <laughs> we got the cowbell here. Oh, the cowbell. And I forgot to mention, we got the uh, hourglass. Uh, we, we use the hourglass here because it just, while you're thinking about that question, uh -huh. it's the, uh, represents the time passing, right? You see it? You see, you can see the sand dripping, right? But what counts is the middle, the very middle of the hourglass is the current moment, right? It's always there. So we bring this up to highlight it during the flashpoint that yes, time is progressing, we are progressing, but we must remember to look at the middle and stay in the middle where life is happening. And then we have the cowbell to accent these moments. And I, I like, and the reason why I'm, I'm doing this now, Aaron, is because you said that's a tough question because it's, it's gonna get you to like, maybe think about a, a new perspective. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, whew, I, I don't know if I, I would probably have to think about that one. Okay, let's let that marinate. We got some time. So yeah. what we're looking for from you is this moment where you, you knew that the old chapter was gone, like the old chapter was closed. And now, and as I look at you today, you're living this new chapter, yeah. right? And, and, and so let's, maybe we can dive into that. And I'm going to share that video again. You know, why don't we do that right now? Let's, we're gonna, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to share, uh, I want to share a video with you that I opened up with. So if you missed it, you're, you'll see it right now. And then when we come back, we're going to hear about what Aaron's doing today, uh, uh, stepping into women's empowerment coach, and then what the plans are the future are. So we'll be right back. And an award-winning dog groomer in South Jersey managed to expand her business in the middle of this pandemic. The Posh Pooch held a special grand opening celebration yesterday. Cherry Hill owner Aaron Fitzpatrick's dad doubled as a mascot, waving a, to drivers along Brace Road. Fitzpatrick says the coronavirus pandemic definitely made growing her business difficult. We were shut down for about eight weeks and then grooming was changed to essential. So grooming um, luckily has been very busy. We've been very fortunate.
my goal is to get my story out there to as many people as possible. Um, I have, uh, I'm currently working on a book and um, I'm doing different interviews with podcasts and reaching out online and just trying to really, you know, I want people to understand that no matter how low you go, there's always, always hope. You can always pull yourself out. All right, this is Austin. I'm back. Let's help me welcome Aaron back to the show and let's let's get into what's happening now and in this incredible future. Aaron, welcome back. Thanks, Austin. So that was the summit that you were at. That that was a really fun thing and uh, to be able to get you on there and and, and share your story. Um, so let, let's talk about what, what's going on right now. Like I know there's lots of doors opening for you right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we have a lot of exciting things going on, um, both in regards, well, my my dog salon. Um, the posh you know, pooch. Yeah, the posh pooch. So we have uh, some new exciting expansions and things that we're offering. So we're trying, we're growing. Um, and then with my coaching business, I'm, you know, working with more and more women every day. And that's just a beautiful thing. And then we also have uh, my mom and my sister and I, my mom and my sister are both authors. Uh, we're writing um, my current book, My Life Story. Um, it's in the early stages right now, but it is something that I am really looking forward to, and I know they are too, and it's amazing because I had an awful relationship with my family at one point, and my sisters, you know, despised me. My, I made my, my family's life miserable, and today we have such a beautiful relationship, and the fact that we're doing this together is such like a, a symbol of healing and growth. And I, it's just, yeah, it's, that's one of the things that I look back on. I'm just like, wow, you know, like, wow, it's, I, it's amazing where I am today with my, you know, my, my life and my, my family, just the relationship I have with my family is, it's, it's beautiful. It's, beautiful. Yeah. it's such a healing. And for then, you know, for them, how do you feel with them? Like, you know, what they're doing and working with you on this, you must just be so, so humbled and, and grateful. I, I am. Yeah, I definitely am. Um, it, it's really, I'm, you know, my sister and I cried about it together, <laughs> you know, when we were talking, when we were planning all of this, um, just looking back at the journey and how far our relationship has come. And um, it's, I, you know, I, I love them. I couldn't be any more grateful for my family and everything that they've done for me and everything that we're doing together. So, yeah. And so what's the name of the book that did you, did you have a name of the book yet? And maybe like a release date? Not yet. So okay. um, we're still, yeah. So it's, there's a few moving parts, but if you follow my Facebook page, you'll definitely be updates. Um, so that's probably the best, best place to look for the, up the updates coming up for the book and anything else that we're working on. Yeah. So. Yeah, so make sure you you put that uh, link in here so people can get get a hold of you and and keep a keep track because this is an exciting journey. You're like you're, it's happening right now, and so you got the book coming out. I got a question for you. Uh -huh. what, what type of women like typically will hire you? Because because I mean it's incredible. You have this incredible business that you're building with the posh pooch, and I know we've talked privately. I know you got plans for that and and plans to work with more women. And to really, and like I said, for you to go through what you've gone through and to say that there's always hope, I mean, that, that has, that means something. So what type of women are you working with? 
typically? Um, I have, you know, I have, I, have, it, it, it really varies, but women there, I basically help women find their, their passion, their power, their purpose, and their inner peace. So regardless of where you are in life, you're, if you're in a, I have clients who are in a great space and they just want to level up, who are newly starting businesses um, and, you know, want empowerment and direction um, women who kind of feel stuck, um, you know, maybe not in the happiest space and they want to try to get out of that and find their, find their passion or their purpose. So, um, any, anybody, anyone who just wants guidance and direction and accountability, I'm here to help. Um, and I love seeing the most amazing thing is seeing the transition and the growth yeah. um, and the journey with people. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. And I, I want to uh, I want to highlight this because you are interesting because you have a, you have a successful entrepreneur career like a, you're successful as an entrepreneur, and you have this incredible story of overcoming. Yeah. That's what is going to make you extremely effective in working with other people and and helping other people to be empowered. So it's it's an incredible journey, and uh, you know I just want to give a shout out to your parents because. Um, just because I, I can only, you know, imagine um, the support that they had to make that tough decision. And then to be able to, to go on that journey with you. And I, I was fortunate enough to meet your mom and amazing, you know? Um, so I know, God, it's just such a blessing. And I'm just very excited about what you're going to do in this world and, and the people that you're going to help. And, uh, and I, I really believe you're just getting started. Thank you, Austin. Thank you. Yeah. So what's, what's next? Let's talk. We got a couple minutes. Let, let's talk about, do you have like a future vision, you know, that you, as you sit here today on, what is it? A, a, uh, April 2nd. Yeah. You know, Friday, flashpoint Friday. What do you see? So my vision, um, I, you know, I love doing what I do in both aspects with my salon and people, but I, my plan is to, I'm currently working full-time as a groomer and running the business and trying to do coaching. So, um, my first, I'm transitioning into moving away from grooming and maybe just grooming specialty clients one or two days a week. So I can focus more on my, um, actual business end of both my dog business and, be able to focus more on my coaching business as well. So um, that frees up more time for me to, to help more people and to really, you know, focus on growing both, both ends um, and then potentially open up a second location with my salon. So um, there's a few options that are in the, the far future that we have, you know, but I, right now the, the goal is to kind of step back, focus on the, the business end and um, being able to free up more time to help more people and uh, so that's where I am right now. But I'm very excited. It's a really exciting transition. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yes, and, and I am too. I'm looking forward to watching it grow. And I just want to give a shout out for uh, April 9th. We're going to have uh, that weekend, we're, we're doing a formal launch of uh, Flashpoint. Your turnaround story starts here. Erin's in the book. And we want to do everything we can to make this a bestseller for all the authors involved. I've had some folks read it and they said they couldn't wait to pick it up and they couldn't put it down after they read it because of the stories that are in here. And Aaron's is, is one of them. So I, I highly recommend mark that on your calendar for April 9th. We, we definitely want to get this book to the world. And it's a nice 
segue, Aaron, for your full story, which your full book. So we don't know when that's coming out. We're, we're going to keep an eye on you for sure. But in the meantime, they, people can absolutely get a portion of your story in this uh, in the flashpoint. Your turnaround story starts here. So yeah, definitely. I'm excited that you're here. Any any final thought before we say goodbye to everyone here? Um, I just want everyone to know that you are in control of your own life. Remember that. And do you get to make the decisions that change your life today? And you choose how you feel and the direction that your life will go. So you are in control. That's what I want. Great, great message, Aaron. So what we'll do is we're going to put Aaron's contact information in the chats. Look for it there. My name's Austin. This is Flashpoint Friday. Have a beautiful weekend, everyone. Bye for now. I'm so glad you joined us for this episode of Flashpoint. And I want to point you to the gift, the nine questions to identify and remove limiting beliefs. You can grab that now. It's in the show notes or links. And also, look for Erin's contact information. Feel free to connect with her and move forward. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week.